Hello, people! Welcome to the Pokemon Podcast. My name is Emily, your host. Um, so, in this episode, we're going to be talking about Caterpie and its evolutions. Um, I just want to say I am sorry for posting so late. I know for the first two episodes with Bulbasaur and Charmander and Blastoise, whatever, I only posted it like a week apart, but now it's been like two weeks. I don't even know exactly, but it's been a while in between, so I'm sorry. I, because the thing is, I wanted to, um, I didn't want to do the podcast episode myself because I feel like it'd just be bad. So I was going to have my mom come on the show with me. And, well, that didn't end up happening. We just got in a fight. But anyways, it's just me today. So I'm sorry I posted late. And I'm sorry um, if this one isn't, you know, as interesting as the ones with my sister or whatever. I mean, she's not going to be in every episode. I'm going to try to you know, push her just in case you guys like that better, but, yeah, and also, um, I might ramble a lot, but I'm gonna just try to stay on point, so, Caterpie, number 10 on numerical order, its species is a worm Pokemon type bug, um, it's, it looks like, well, it looks like a caterpillar. That's basically what it looks like. Um, it's like, it's like the top of its body is like circles connected, kind of like a snowman, its head, you know, it's like you know, how the bottom of a snowman, it's the biggest, and then it gets smaller as it goes up. It's kind of like that. Like, its head is, like, a big circle, and then it kind of just gets smaller, and then its body, like, connects. And it's green. It's green at the top with a yellow underbelly. And it kind of has... I'm talking about Caterpie right now. Um, it has this weird kind of tail that almost looks like it's it's a yellow tail that kind of looks like the shape of a baseball bat except really really small and then there's these like designs on the side that is just like a yellow circle the outline of a yellow circle and then it has like a little kind of short cylinder mouth and then it's got some like big yellow black eyes and then it has this little antenna in the front it it's from what i'm seeing right now it's an it's a hot orange antenna that's on the pokemon database but when i watched it on the show it was like a light pink so i don't know but um it's 0.3 meters tall or one foot it weighs uh 
2.9 kilograms or 6.4 pounds. It's attacks. There's not many attacks for a Caterpie because obviously, well, it can't do much. It's a Caterpie. It's already weak, as Misty said in the episode. Um, but it can do string shot, which is like string coming out of its mouth. It, like, the way it showed it on the show, it almost looks like silky, like, you know, the stuff that comes out of a spider's butt, like a web. It kind of looks like that, except it's coming out of Caterpie's mouth. And then it can, like, spray it on its opponent, and then it, like, it captures them, and they stop moving or whatever. And then it can also do tackle and bug bite. I'm not sure. I'm guessing that's just a bite, but I've never seen that in the show. Um, personality. First impressions. Okay, so I... Just a heads up, I started watching Pokemon like two years ago, I think it was. So this wasn't my first time watching the episode. But from what I remember, because this is one of the more memorable episodes, um, I, I liked Caterpie. I mean, how could you not like Caterpie? It's Caterpie. <laughs> it's personality. Um... Ash's Caterpie, I would say. It's very... It's sensitive, and it's bubbly. It's very sweet. Kind of unassuming. It's really harmless because it's a Caterpie. It can't really do much, but... Anyways. So, in the episode where Ash catches Caterpie... Um, that's season one, episode three. So basically in that episode, he catches Caterpie and like for half the episode, Misty is scared of Caterpie. I mean, honestly, if I were her too, like if I lived in Pokemon world, I'd be scared too. Like, can you like Caterpillars in real life are cute, but imagine a caterpillar when standing up on its back feet imagine it being a foot tall that would be freaky or a one foot spider I mean I see why she's scared it doesn't look scary in the cartoon but who knows anyways Misty is like really scared of this caterpie that Ash caught Ash didn't even have to battle it because you know the caterpie's already it's already weak, so you can just catch it without having to battle it. And so... Anyways, they end up spending the night in the woods, and it's this scene is so cute. So, Caterpie... It's really not even relevant, but I just think it's cute. So Caterpie was, like, talking to Pikachu. I have no idea what he was saying some kind of Caterpie language, but Caterpie was like and stuff like that, and pointing towards the moon or whatever, and it was just really cute, and so 
it kind of showed Caterpie and Caterpie's dream was to evolve and become a Butterfree. And I don't know, just the whole scene was heartfelt because they were like in, they had a campfire out, you know, Ash and Misty were sleeping. They, they were on this, Pikachu and Caterpie were on this tree stud and they were kind of just talking and having this lively conversation under the stars and then Caterpie just looked up at the moon and saw Butterfree and like twinkle in its eyes. It's just, it was really cute. So then anyway, the next day, um, Ash finds a Pidgeotto and, you know, Ash being the new Pokemon trainer he is, he let Caterpie out of the Pokeball to fight Pidgeotto. And that was like a big oh no moment because Caterpie is a worm and Pidgeotto is a bird. So that was very, (laughs) that was very bad situation for Caterpie. But anyways, Caterpie tried fighting it. You know, obviously Caterpie lost against Pidgeotto. Um, He returned Caterpie to the Pokeball at the last minute. So then Pikachu ended up fighting Pidgeotto and Pidgeotto ended up being caught or whatever. But then, of course, later on, Team Rocket appears and there was this whole battle going on. Pikachu wasn't able to battle because they put some kind of goo in Pikachu's eyes. So, and Pidgeotto didn't last long because it just had a battle with Pikachu. So he was forced to call out Caterpie. And, I mean, so it was Caterpie versus Team Rocket. And... Team Rocket's kind of like, you know, is this some kind of joke? And Which was actually good because you wouldn't expect a Caterpie to win against anything. So, I think it was... I can't remember. I See, I get confused between Ekans and Arbok, but I think it's... Ekans, that the one that's the snake without the hood? I could be wrong. Anyway, Jesse's snake goes after Caterpie, and so does Jesse's wheezing or coughing or whatever. I get confused between wheezing and coughing as well. Um, anyways, they come after Caterpie, and Caterpie uses its, its string shot, and it, like, it immobilizes them. And then Mouth's like, okay, let me at this Caterpie. And he actually freezes Meowth too. Caterpie does. So then, you know, Team Rocket run off or whatever. And he's like, all right, good job, Caterpie. And then Caterpie actually ends up evolving into a Metapod. So that happened. Something I've learned is that it seems at least for in Ash's case uh, his Caterpie evolved very quickly I mean that was in the same episode that he caught 
Caterpie, and it ended up... No, wait. I'm sorry. Okay, it was in the same episode, but it was the next day. So he caught a Caterpie, and the next day it evolved into a Metapod, which is pretty good, in my opinion. But, whatever. So then there's Metapod, um, also known as the Cocoon Pokemon. Its type is Bug. That hasn't changed. Um, its height is 0.7 meters, or 2 feet and 4 inches. Its weight is 9.9 kilograms, or 21.8 pounds. Which is kind of heavy. You wouldn't think a Metapod would be heavy, but... I mean, at least for me, 20 pounds is heavy. I'm weak, but whatever. Um, attacks, it can harden. That's the only thing it can do, actually. Um, it's only... I, one of its very few attacks is harden. Which basically... I'm sure you can guess. They just harden their shell. It's... It's very much the same phase as, like, a a butterfly in real life. Where it's a caterpillar and then it's in a cocoon of a sort. Which is what the metapod phase is. And then it turns into a butterfly. Um, But yeah, metapod can't do much. It doesn't look that bad, though. It looks like a pea pod or a soybean. And, I mean, to me, that's kind of what it looks like. And it's got kind of crisscross lines all over it. It almost looks like, like the way the lines are on its face, it almost looks like it has a nose and a kind of mouth. But it's all green. And then it kind of has a blunt horn at the top and then a horn kind of at the back. Um, it kind of just looks like a green, yeah, a green soybean with eyes on each side. It's not much to look at really, but that's what it looks like. First impression, uh, I didn't really have any. I'm just like, I know the first time I saw a Metapod, Ash's Metapod, I I just thought it didn't do much, which I was right. It, It doesn't, but it's still an important phase because you can't just go from a Caterpie to a Butterfree. I mean, you could, but it, I mean, it doesn't really make sense. So, the Metapod phase is kind of important. Personality-wise, Metapod, um, Metapod, I don't know. (laughs) Metapod doesn't speak much. It just, I don't know, it doesn't have much of a personality, but it's not, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's got a good personality. It's pretty much the same personality that 
Caterpie had before it evolved, except it talks a lot less because it can't even really move around. I mean, Ash has to carry Metapod for it to move around. So anyways, so in episode four, this is the episode after um, challenge of the samurai episode. So Ash runs into a boy and he challenges him to a Pokemon battle. And of course, Ash gladly accepts it. So then, for some reason, I think it was because, I don't know why Pikachu couldn't battle, but I know that Pidgeotto, I think Team Rocket had come by. I didn't take notes on the whole episode, but I think uh, Pidgeotto was, because at this point, Ash only has, he's only caught three Pokemon, Pikachu, Pidgeotto, and um, Metapod. And so for some reason, he had to use Metapod. That was his only choice. So his challenger, the samurai guy, he brought out his pincer. So it was pincer versus Metapod. And so pincer attacked using its little, you know, horns at the top of its head. And kind of like devil horns but he had he used one of the attacks that one of the few attacks that metapod had which is harden so at the last minute when pincer was attacking metapod he said metapod harden and it actually broke off some of pincer's horns and so the challenger the samurai guys all right he's like all right well now I'm gonna bring out my Metapod. So then it was Ash's Metapod versus Samurai Guy's Metapod. And as you can imagine, the event was very um, uneventful. <laughs> it was probably the funniest part of the episode because he was like, Metapod Harden. And then the other guy was like, Metapod. Harden even harder. And, you know, they just had a stare off. The episode made it look like... They made it... The episode made it look like they were there for, like, a whole day just having a stare down. But, yeah. So then eventually this this swarm of Beedrill came by. And they had to... They had to run, but somehow a Beedrill ended up um, picking up Ash's Metapod and flying off with it. And so, but they were being attacked by Beedrill and they could have got stung. So they ended up running, even though his Metapod was basically just kidnapped. And they eventually found cover in this dude's cabin, the samurai boy's cabin or whatever, and they took cover there from the Beedro, because, you know, Beedro, they're always after people, wanting to sting them or whatever, but anyways, the samurai guy that he was fighting, he's like, 
He basically said, you know, you're a bad trainer for even leaving your Pokemon and letting it be kidnapped, basically. He called him a novice or something. He's like, that's not true. And then he's like, yes, it is. You left your Pokemon. And so Ash had to spend the night there in the cabin knowing that his Metapod was abducted by Beedrill. And I don't know about you, but that's, I don't know, that's sad. It's just sad. It gets even sadder. But that's where we're at right now. So then, so then the next day, Ash is determined to get his Metapod back because it's not like Metapod can, you know, run back to Ash. Metapod can't, can't really move. So anyways, Ash ends up getting Metapod back. He finds Metapod under this tree. He's like, Metapod, I'm so glad I found you. Come with me now. And Metapod, you can just tell. Metapod is just not happy. He's like, he's just not happy with Ash. I mean, I wouldn't be either. Like, But anyways, Metapod, it almost seemed like Metapod didn't want to go with Ash. But Ash ended up picking up Metapod anyways. He started running. And then a Beedrill, well, Ash was running with the Metapod, you know, trying to run away from, I don't know, trying to take cover. And he's like, I'm so sorry this happened, Metapod. It was all this samurai guy's fault. And then he tripped, you know, dramatically, and then he ended up dropping Metapod. He's like, no, it wasn't his fault. It was mine. And I'm sorry I left you. And he got, like, really sad, you know, whatever, expressing his feelings. He's like, I'm so sorry, Metapod, that I left you and you got taken by Beedrill. I don't know. I sound really bad when I say this, but it was really heartfelt. And just as that moment, as Ash was, you know, apologizing, this Beedro was coming right towards Ash from behind. And Metapod saw that, and you won't believe what happened. So right as Ash was apologizing to Metapod, and a Beedro came up behind Ash about to attack him, Metapod moved. He moved and he, he, he flacked the, the Beedrill, kind of like hit him. And the Beedrill ended up running off, no doubt to get more Beedrill. But he kind of just saved Ash in that moment. And it was then Ash knew that Metapod had forgiven him. They kind of made up. But then they had an even worse, um situation because a whole swarm of Beedrill came back. So then, lo and behold, Metapod evolves into a Butterfree in that moment. And just as the swarm of Beedrill was about to attack Ash, um, Butterfree sleep powdered them. So all the Beedrill 
ended up falling asleep. And so, yeah, so that happened. So Ash's Caterpie, like, looking back now, um, his Caterpie evolved really quickly. It was only a Caterpie for a short time. It evolved into a Metapod, and then it evolved into a Butterfree. So now moving on to Butterfree, which is, I'll have you know, um, Butterfree is one of my top 10 favorite Pokemon. And you might say top 10, oh well, whatever. But listen, this top 10 is very important because I have made... A very serious deal with myself. If I put a Pokemon on the top 10, it has to stay on my top 10. I let's say I have nine, I have 10 favorite Pokemon, and I keep watching the show, I discover a new Pokemon that I love so much, but I can't put it on the top 10 list because it's already full. I can't take Once a Pokemon is on my top 10, it's not coming off my top 10. So, if I tell you that this Pokemon is on my top 10, you know it's special. I don't even know. I think that personally, just because, like, when I first started watching Pokemon, this is one of the very first episodes. I mean, this is episode 3 and 4 of season 1. Um... By the way, if you wanted to watch it, you, you can just look it up. Look up the titles of the episode, which is in the description below. But I don't know. I'll just, I'll get to that later when we talk about the episodes. But on to Butterfree. Uh, Butterfree is number 12 in numerical order. Its species is Butterfly Pokemon. Its type is bug and flying. Its height is 1.1 meters or 3 feet and 7 inches. So kind of big. Pretty big. That's a pretty big butterfly, if I do say so. Its weight is... 32.0 kilograms or 70.5 pounds. I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of unrealistic because... Well, this isn't a bird. I mean, I was just thinking about birds, how you know, because birds have hollow bones, so they're lighter, so they can fly. But can you imagine something 70 pounds able to fly those have to be really strong winds i mean like i know one of the biggest birds is an emu uh emus can't even fly i don't even know what the biggest bird that can fly is probably not an eagle eels like i don't know but 70 pounds flying i don't think so i mean maybe probably not 
Well, anyways, this is Pokemon. This is... This is not, you know, exactly 100% realistic. So, anyways. So, its appearance. Uh, the, the best way for me to describe what Butterfree looks like is it's a butterfly. Its body is... Sorry, I had to sneeze for a second. Its body is purple, and it has tiny little hands that's like a light blue. It has a little button nose that's also a light blue, and its long feet, even though it doesn't have toes, is a light blue. Um, It has really big eyes that are red, kind of like the eyes of a fly just like big red eyes and then it has some antennas two antennas at the top of its head black antennas and then it has uh white wings on its back um no design really just kind of white wings with a little bit of a, a black outline And then also, it kind of looks like it has a pair of fangs coming out of its mouth. It still looks cute to me, though. It's not the cutest Pokemon. Like, if it was in a contest of, you know, cutest Pokemon, it wouldn't be number one. It's more about its personality for me. Okay, I'm starting to sound like my sister now, but... It's just... It's... It looks like a... It looks like a, it looks like a butterfly. A purple a purple body and white wings. Or clear if you want to imagine, but it shows it as white. So anyways, it's attacks uh gust sleep powder. Sleep powder is where it it lets out this powder when it flies from its wings and you know, whatever powder it hits, it falls asleep. And it also has Whirlwind. I am not sure what the difference is between Whirlwind and Gust attack. It's, I think it's, uh, well, I think, it's, I think it's the both involve, you know, the Butterfree beating its wings to create a gust of wind, if you will. But whirlwind, I think gust is just like one big flap from the wings. It's kind of like a big wind. And then whirlwind is kind of like a tornado where it keeps flapping its wings. But I could be wrong. See, I know a little bit about Pokemon, but I don't know a ton. That's that's kind of the problem with only watching anime and not playing the game, not playing the cards. I'm missing like a lot of knowledge, but I still I still get into it, you know. I mean, at least with the show, but personality, first impression, I I started off, I liked Caterpie right off the bat. I'm like, "Oh, it's kind of cute," you know, and then it evolved into a Metapod. I'm like, 
okay, this is interesting. And then it evolved into a Butterfree and saved Ash from Beedrill. And I'm like, I don't know. For me, it was love at first sight with the Butterfree. Ash is Butterfree. It was just so... I don't know. It was just so heartfelt. Like the whole... The whole thing from Ash catching a Caterpie to evolving into a Butterfree. Like episodes three and four. They're just so heartfelt. You know? Like I... It's... Almost like... Because... The these episodes, the ones that are heartfelt, are the ones that really draw the ones that really draw you in because it's not the attacks and the action that get you really drawn in. I mean, it's interesting to watch, you know, Pokemon battles, but what really drawed me in personally was like the heartfelt moments, you know? So And one of the reasons I even kept watching Pokemon was because of these episodes. Um, The one where Caterpie evolved and then turned into a Butterfree. And then there was the Charmander, the stray Pokemon. That was a really heartfelt episode too. But I bet that Pokemon fans... I mean, I'm at least I'm pretty sure they like Caterpie. I mean, it's hard not to like a Caterpie because if you watch the animated show of Pokemon, and I wouldn't even necessarily say that it's it's the personality. I mean, Caterpie had a nice personality, but it's just the fact that It's one of the very first episodes of Pokemon that makes it so special. Like, you know, it's kind of like your first love. Like, that's always going to be special. So, having, you know, one of the first few Pokemon in the show be a Caterpie and having it evolve, it's always kind of has, like, that special place in your heart. I'm kind of getting off topic. I don't even remember what I was talking about now. Anyways. So. I like Butterfree is what I'm trying to say. I should have just said that in the first place. So. In episode. No let's see. Okay. Season 1 episode 15. Battle aboard St. Anne. Ugh. So basically, Ash gets on this big cruise ship with other Pokemon trainers. It's a whole Team Rocket scam. Um, There was this man on the ship that was battling other Pokemon trainers for fun. And, you know, Ash was watching and he kept beating all these rivals. And he's like, is there anyone else that can beat me and my Raticate? And Ash, you know, being the optimist he is, he's like, I'll battle you. So then he starts battling this man with his Butterfree. So then it was this man's Butter... It was this man's Raticate versus Ash's Butterfree. And they had a really good, even-matched battle. 
and Ash was just starting to win when the man decided to call off the fight. You know what? He just didn't want to lose the fight after winning so many times. I thought that was stupid, but... No, it is what it is. But anyways, so they ended up ending the match for... Well, the guy just didn't want to lose, but that's beside the point. So anyways, sometime later in the episode, the man that had the Raticate, the man he battled with before, ends up approaching him. And he's like, you have a very nice Butterfree. And he's like, well, thank you. You have a great Raticate. He's like, well, thank you. Uh, let me just get straight to the point. How about we trade? And he's like, what? And I'm not going to relay the whole conversation, but the man explains to him that people are able to trade their Pokemon if they want. If they like each other's Pokemon, then they're able to trade them. So with much hesitancy... Ash agrees. He agreed to trade his Butterfree with this man's Raticate. So they went to this machine. Both of the Pokemon were in their Pokeballs and they did this machine kind of thing where the Pokemon were swapped. And let me just say, I did not approve of this at all. I remember my first reaction when I saw this, I'm like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And he ended up doing it, and I was so mad. It's just, Butterfree was so good to him, you know? Like, he's just so good, and then he ends up just trading him. I mean, not only was he looking after him, but... He won a lot of battles for him, too. They had a lot of memories, but he just ended up trading him for this Pokemon he didn't even know. And let me say, it's Eradicate. It's not like he was training... It's not like he was trading a Butterfree for an Articudo. He was trading it with Eradicate. A a rat, basically. No offense to people who like Eradicate, but Eradicate, nevertheless. So anyways, I was just really frustrated at that point, and so they ended up trading Pokemon, and they're still on the ship at this point. Um, Team Rocket attacks and starts, you know, trying to steal people's Pokemon, and the Pokemon trainers fight back. They all release their Pokemon, start attacking the Team Rocket, and... It was kind of chaotic, but he wanted his Butterfree to join in on the fight. He's like, go, Butterfree! And then, of course, out of his Pokeball came Eradicate. He's like, what? And then Misty's like, Ash, you traded your Butterfree for that man's Raticate. He's like, oh. <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't even. Just keep in mind that I, I try not to hate him too much for this because he's a 10-year-old boy. He didn't know the gravity of what he did when he traded his Pokemon because I think he was just thinking in the moment. Like, he 
he didn't think about it that hard. He didn't see it as, oh, I'm probably never going to see this Butterfree again. He's just like, sure, I'll have your Raticate and you can have my Butterfree. But that was kind of the moment when he wanted to let his Butterfree out and he realized it wasn't there anymore. So after this whole fiasco with Team Rocket trying to take over, they ended up losing. And, um... Ash went up to the man and he's like, I want, I would like to trade to get my Butterfree back. Ash wanted to change his mind. He wanted to return the Raticate to him and get his Butterfree back. And the man thought about it and Luckily, he agreed, but in any other circumstance, if this guy, you know, wasn't a nice guy, I mean, he could have just said, too bad, I'm keeping this Butterfree, you know? And there's, I don't think there's a law against it in the Pokemon world. He could have just traded his Butterfree and took off, he'll never see his Butterfree again, but Luckily, the man agreed, so he ended up getting his Butterfree back. He's like, when he got his Butterfree back, he's like, I'm so sorry, Butterfree. Does this sound familiar? Yeah. That's because um, this is like the second time that Ash let down his Butterfree. First of all, okay, I don't want to spend the whole episode hating on Ash, so I'm not even going to go there, but... He ended up getting his Butterfree back. So that's the that's the important thing. So then in Season 1, Episode 20, Bye Bye Butterfree. Um, you can tell what's going to happen in the title of this episode. They were traveling and they came upon all these Butterfree in the sky. And they're like, oh, what's going on? Or whatever. And Brock was like, Oh, it's the, I think he called it season of love. Yes, that's what they called it. The season of love. The Butterfree were celebrating the season of love. I don't know why when I heard that I thought of Valentine's Day, but it's not really, that's not really what it is. It's where um, the Butterfree all get together in this one place and they try to find their partner and then once they do they fly together over the sea and they have babies and they never return sadly but anyways that's what it Brock explained that's what it was and so they went up into the sky with a hot air balloon and he released his butterfree and Ash's Butterfree was, you know, looking at all the Butterfree that were in the sky, just kind of hanging out, and none of them really caught his eyes until this pink Butterfree showed up, and, you know, he he got all hard-eyed and fell immediately in love with this pink Butterfree that he saw, and he courtshiped this pink Butterfree, by dancing around it, you know, 
trying to get it to be its partner, and sadly, um, the pink butterfree was not impressed. It actually slapped him, (laughs) which is kind of sad, but kind of funny at the same time, but yeah, it slapped him, and then it flew away. (laughs) Oh, poor butterfree. Anyways, butterfree was really sad about the rejection show it kind of like flew off into the woods and started crying or whatever and ash found butterfree you know and they all comforted him and gave him words of encouragement i mean i don't know ash's butterfree is a great butterfree according to ash I mean, to me, I love Ash's Butterfree, but as far as partner-wise goes, I don't know. It. I don't want to say that Ash's Butterfree is weak, but... <sighs> I don't know. Ash's Butterfree is very sensitive, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, some people like sensitive guys. But I guess the pink butterfree didn't. And... Or maybe it was something else. I don't know. I'm just assuming things. But anyways, they went after butterfree after the rejection. And they gave him words of encouragement. Um, so butterfree went back out. Tried to courtship this pink butterfree again. Rejected again. And then Team Rocket doing what they do best. Um... They captured all the Butterfree in a net. Of course they did. Um, But that ended up working out well because, well, for some reason, Ash's Butterfree wasn't captured. I think it was... I don't remember exactly what happened in the episode. Maybe it was because Butterfree was, you know, in the woods crying and then when they came back they were all captured. But for some reason, Ash's Butterfree wasn't captured. But all the other Butterfree were including this pink butterfree that he fell head over heels for. So he's like, you know, got all mad, tried to stop the helicopter or whatever, but it didn't really work. And Team Rocket kind of took off, and Butterfree followed them. Um, I don't remember the exact details how Butterfree got them loose, but he did. All by himself, might I add. So, Butterfree might not look tough, but he's pretty tough. He's pretty tough when he has to be, and that's when it counts. So, anyways, he ended up breaking all the Butterfree free, I think. Yeah. And, well... I don't remember if he just broke one Butterfree free, which is the pink one, or all of them free, and they were captured again, but... The pink Butterfree got free because of Ash's Butterfree. Sorry if this is confusing. You can always watch the episode. But the pink Butterfree got free. And the pink Butterfree, she saw how much work he was putting in to to help her and to save her or whatever. And so she's like, oh, I kind of like this guy, you know? And... Anyways, um, with the help of Pikachu, Butterfree 
was able to free all of the Butterfree that were captured. And then after that, as you can guess, the pink Butterfree was like, all right, I'll take you in now. So they courtshiped and danced around each other and... So, Butterfree ended up getting the Butterfree he wanted. I know sometime in the episode, Brock says something like, Will you be my Butterfree? That's what the courtship dance meant. And, uh, it's just so cute. I don't know. It's just cute. Like, Butterfree's whole personality, it's just cute. So anyways, Butterfree ends up finding and getting his partner that he wanted. And of course, the sad part is they had to leave. So Ash ends up saying goodbye to Butterfree. And I'm not going to lie. I think I teared up when they said goodbye. I think I did. I didn't tear up on the Charmander episode with the stray Pokemon. I mean, that was pretty sad. More so, I just got mad. But when, in this episode, when he had to say goodbye to Butterfree, you know, and the dramatic music, and... I don't know. It's just... It's just so heartfelt. Like, my heart. It's just... So anyways, and then of course it had to show all the memories that Ash and Butterfree had together. And it was just so sad. It's it's it was like a really bittersweet moment too because Butterfree had to leave Ash, but on the other hand, Butterfree had a partner now. Butterfree was going to get a family. But they had to part ways. So it was a really bittersweet moment. I wouldn't be surprised if if I cried the first time I watched that. I didn't cry the second time watching it because I already knew that was going to happen. But And just... Spoiler alert, if you guys haven't seen it yet. If if you don't want to hear it, then don't... Don't hear it. But, um... I've watched the show. I got pretty far in the show. Like, well, less than halfway. But pretty freaking far in the show. Because every season has, like, like 50 to freaking 100 episodes... So I was like, I don't want to say season 8, I don't remember exactly what episode, but I got pretty far. I got as far as where Ash is with uh, Dawn. Uh, Pearl, uh, Pearl and Diamond season, I think I might have been in that area or past it when I like took a break from watching it, but... Anyways, I got really far in the show, and no, we do not see Butterfree ever again. We see Butterfree's, but it's never Ash's Butterfree. So, that episode, as far as I know, and as far as I've seen, is the last time we see Ash's Butterfree.
So, that is the episode. Um, final thoughts? Uh, Caterpie's evolutions, you know, Caterpie, Metapod, and Butterfree, it's kind of unique to me because I cannot think of any other Pokemon and their evolutions where I like the whole line. Um, I know in the last episode with Squirtle, Blastoise, and Squirtle, Wartortle, and Blastoise, Blastoise is alright. The whole evolution is not bad, but for this is actually, it's good. I like Caterpie. Metapod, not bad. And I love Butterfree, so I would say overall, the Caterpie and its evolutions, um, the creators did pretty good, in my opinion. Um, I, I feel like, I don't know why I thought that Butterfree and Caterpie and Metapod were grass-type Pokemon. It's because they're bug-type Pokemon. I think that they're grass-type Pokemon, but it didn't show on the Pokemon database that it was, but... Anyways, it's a good... It's a good set. Um, my ratings. So, so far, my favorite Pokemon was... Oh, no. My star ratings, as far as my star ratings go, I'll give Caterpie a four, which is I really like it, or like it. Metapod... Um, somewhere between a 3.5 and a 4, which is, it's okay, and I kind of like it. And Butterfree, here we go. Okay, here we go. I give Butterfree 5 stars. I love it. That's the highest you can go, 5 stars. Um, and this is my first time. Out of all the episodes, out of all the Pokemon we've gotten to so far, that I've ever given five stars. Because, as you know, Butterfree is on my top ten. So, there we go. Five stars for Butterfree. And then as far as my favorite Pokemon go so far, you know, before this episode, Charmander was my favorite. It won over... uh, Squirtle and his evolutions. But of course... Butterfree will have to take the W. So as of now, my favorite Pokemon we've gone through so far is Butterfree. So, that is it for this episode. Um, I'm sorry if it wasn't as good, you know, because I wasn't bickering with my sister. I know that some other people in my family listened to it and they said it was funny hearing us argue or whatever, but um, I'm trying to get uh, 
I'm trying to get more people on the show. I can assure you that I it's not going to be just me for every episode. I'm going to have guests on and off. Hopefully, I'll have more than just my sister, but yeah. Anyways, um, that is it for this episode. So... Thank you so much for listening. You are awesome. And I'll see you in the next episode.